Geekard presents Don't Make Me Watch That with your hosts, Andrew Young and Leslie Hudson. Welcome to a magical land of heroes. We don't seem to be able to leave. It is. Don't make me watch that once again. I've been Andrew Young. And I'm Leslie Hudson. And this is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes. Oh, I have a boy. feeling. Because we are talking today about probably the best superhero film of 2016. Captain America Civil War. Which, I, you know, I just, it made my top 10 films of the year. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the most enjoyable Um, pieces of superhero storytelling I've seen in a long time that explores a lot of issues that don't usually get explored in these types of films. And uh, that is Captain America Civil War, right? So, Leslie, you watched it, I think, on New Year's Eve. I think I was getting texts on New Year's Eve. Was it New Year's Eve? Yeah, it was the afternoon of New Year's Eve. Oh, during the day. During the day, yes. Yeah, because I was You weren't watching the film. Yeah. I don't know, this is a Captain America. Yeah. Apparently, when, when Leslie's drunk, in my mind, she sounds like Bill Cosby. Which is hilarious. Captain America. Yeah. Because you've definitely seen me drunk, and I don't No, you don't act say, like no, that. No, no, you don't act like that. Captain America okay, Civil so War. Okay, so I liked the original Captain America. Right. And I liked Winter Soldier. Those movies I really liked. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier is the second one, That's right? the second one, yeah. Yeah, so those, I, there's so many of them. Like, you had to say best superhero movie of the year. Right. That's how many there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to specify. There's a lot. Right. Um, so I really liked them because that's when it made sense for um, Captain America's worldview and attitudes to exist in the right. 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally makes sense. Bring that forward into the future, into the present, I suppose, is just annoying because... He's supposed to get a pass on not, I don't know, growing. He's supposed to get a pass on not growing and evolving his his perceptions, even though he can figure out technology and knows now how to use everything and has read constantly and he's all caught up on all other things, pop culture references, whatever, but he somehow can't bring forward his way of thinking about relationships, about women, about, I just, he he's antiquated. Right. Well, actually, there was there was a series of texts that you sent me. Oh, good. Let's hear them. I'm watching Civil War for the first time, and I want to kill Captain Fucking America. Yes. You fucking child. Yes. I don't want to be accountable. It's okay though because he wants to bang his dead girlfriend's niece. Yes. It's just like listening to America talk. (laughs) Yeah, that's accurate. I think. Okay. So yes. So. So we're we're now caught up to Civil Wars of the. I mean, is it a Captain America movie? It is a Captain America movie. So is it the third one? It is the third Captain America movie. And the reason why is although the Avengers are all in it, the idea is that we're seeing most of the storyline through the eyes or perspective of Steve Rogers. Like the film follows Steve Rogers for the most part. Right. Um, He's supposed to be the good guy. We're supposed to side with him. See, that's where that's not what the film's about. And that's why I feel that the film is great. There's one villain in this film, Baron Zemo. Helmut Zemo, the guy who's basically pulling the strings. The man who's trying to find out about the mission report from 1991. Um, right. Yes. He's the villain. He's the one who's basically the guy with an agenda on destroying the Avengers from within because his family Smart. died in the uh, the fight in Sokovia with See, Ultron. Oh, yeah. The made-up town that 
flew up in the air and then yeah. fell. Yes, because Ultron brought it into the air and dropped it. Right, right, and right. And so you have that. But the, the film Ultronium. the film doesn't have any heroes in it. There's all these superheroes in it, but none of them are heroes. There are two people, like two groups of people standing on different ideologies. Yes. That's what the film's about. The idea is you're not... You, you're deciding who is the hero of the story based on your own thoughts on the ideology. Not if they're following Steve Rogers they as do, the main character. But they do give so much information on Tony Stark that while... It just makes him really sympathetic. He's still portrayed... I don't buy that at all. He's still... He's supposed to be on the side of wrong. And the more people that go to that side, the more they're trying to make that point. That Steve Rogers is the only one who can see clearly, even though he's from the fucking 50s. It's bullshit. Okay, so you have a problem with the fact that he won't sign the Sokovia Accords. Which is what causes the rift in the No, I remember. And the Accords were... Oh, that they had to be accountable. That they were... He didn't want to be accountable. Right, right. He He didn't want to be be run by the UN. Uh, He didn't want to be run by... Okay, okay. I guess so. But really what he didn't want was to report to anyone. That's really what he didn't want. And that is exactly what I said, that that is America. That America does not want to be accountable to any other governing body. They don't want to have to say, sorry, Americans, but this is true. I mean, America (laughs) wants out of the UN. I mean, when I say America, I mean the powers that be. So let's leave that there. (laughs) Oh, the cops are here. (laughs) Yeah, as soon as you start talking about America, the cops showed up. Yeah, the cops showed up. I'm in trouble now. They can hear me. America. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Save the motherfucking day, yeah. Yeah, that is what Captain America's theme song should be. I think. He's he's an old world, old perspective kind of guy. And we're supposed to be like, oh, he has family values. No, he's an antiquated asshole who doesn't want anyone telling him what to do. Now, I can appreciate not wanting to be told what to do. But when you are a super guy who's being funded... Not entirely privately. Oh, totally entirely privately. Is by it? Tony Stark. Tony Stark owns all Well, then all the how Avengers does stuff. the... What does the government have to do with them? This is the problem with the thing, is that they... Because they live in North America, like they live in the States. Yeah. Basically, the UN has decided, well, America has got to put controls on them. Yeah. But they went about it all the wrong way. I think... I have a feeling that if it was presented in a better positioning on a better playing field, Captain America might even go along with it. But here's the problem with the delivery of said information. It's delivered by um, General Ross, who the last time he was in a Marvel movie, he destroyed Harlem by dropping the abomination on the Hulk. Then you have... Right. Then you have Captain America's own experiences with the government. So the World Security Council um, doesn't want the Avengers to go to New York. S.H.I.E.L.D. sends them into New York in their first mission. And they're trying to save the people. And it's shown as, oh, look at all the devastation and destruction. What General Ross does fails to mention is that the World Security Council sent a nuke in to blow up Manhattan. And the Avengers had to send it into another dimension in order to not destroy uh, New York. Right. So, so them saying, you guys killed people. Your, your lack of discretion had you know, killed American lives in New York. It's like, you were going to kill everybody in New York. So fuck you. Then we get to Sokovia, which he then shows footage from Sokovia. Look at what happened in Sokovia. Yeah. And blames the Avengers for the destruction of the surrounding areas when, the, when basically Sokovia comes back down to Earth. Yeah. They didn't take it up there. 
Ultron did. So if the Avengers weren't there, there'd be no fucking planet anymore. No, I yeah, you're right. Okay. And so if I'm Captain America sitting there being told, you guys fucked up, you guys fucked up, you guys fucked up, from a guy who fucked up worse than you, and is showing you all the times that you're apparently fucked up, that if you weren't there, it would have been fucked up way more... Yes. Are you going to go, oh, you know what? You're right. I should totally do exactly what you say. But he's, it's just a dick measuring contest. Like, he's there to, he wants control. He's not there as a benevolent, I mean, I don't look at him as that. Like, it doesn't look like he's coming in saying, here, I'm going to save the day because I believe altruistically that this is what is best for the planet, selling these papers. He's saying, we want control over you. Like, yeah. you're, you're some of our greatest weapons. We want control over you. That's clearly what he's saying. It's not... It doesn't seem to me like signing that piece of paper is the right answer, and that's what everybody should do. What pisses me off about his reaction is he doesn't want oversight from anyone. There's nobody calling the shots for Captain America. He wants his... He wants oversight over... He wants decision ultimate decision making powers because he's the leader of their little team it's a control struggle it's and he refuses to even consider the idea that maybe letting somebody else in on that decision making process is possibly a good thing you know if you're walking if you have massive superpowers and destructive capabilities or potentials and you've got a whole bunch of people under your supervision who also have those like with the X-Men, they had Professor X. Right. He had wisdom. Captain America has no wisdom. He's not a wise character. He should not be in the role where he gets absolute say, final say over what they're going to go and do. Right. It's right. silly. Okay. And it's okay. irresponsible. All and right. it's it's it proves how unwise he is. Um, the fact that he can't recognize that. Okay, but then at the same time, though, the person who's presenting the opposite side of the argument in this is Tony Stark. It's another side. Yeah. They're just two opinions yeah, yeah. from two guys yeah. who want power. Yeah. The problem is with Tony Stark, though, is that the only reason why he thinks they should sign the Sokovia Accords is because somebody doesn't like him. Is because somebody pointed out... And he out, feels guilty. Yeah, and he feels guilty. Every move that... Because Tony is supposed to be representing that side of the argument. Every move he makes is so much more insecure and self-centered throughout the entire film. Yep. Tony Stark isn't thinking about the safety of the planet. Tony nope. Stark wants people to like him. Nobody is thinking about the yeah. safety of the planet. I'm sorry, but nobody yeah, is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, absolutely. So, I said sorry again, and I don't mean that's it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it. I don't. Uh, but that's the thing, though. That's what makes this film interesting, is that nobody's right, but everybody's right. You're not supposed to sit there and automatically go, Captain America's right. You're supposed to sit there and go, okay, Captain America sees this view and we're going to follow him. But you also follow Tony Stark to a pretty... like it's, You could argue that it should be called Captain America Iron Man Civil War um, because you get to see both of their stories throughout the entire thing. And they're showing the two sides of the two thought process on this situation. At no point do they ever at the end say one guy's right and one guy's wrong. Hence why Captain America's team still fugitives at the end. They're not pardoned. Yep. Iron Man never says the Sokovia Accord's wrong. Iron Man thinks the way General Ross went about trying to capture Captain America was wrong. Yeah. He's like, we shouldn't have gone to the airport and had the big fight. Yeah. But well, peace there'd is be good. no second act if there was a <laughs> Yeah. I found, I don't know, I want to be able to turn my brain off at least... A certain level when I'm watching okay. these movies but sometimes there's a trigger 
that won't let me. I can't right. get past it. Like like an Ant Man, I ca- I can't get past the the Evangeline Lilly's right. character and the uselessness of her, or what they do with her. Um, but in in this one, I couldn't get past. It's like they kept trying. Like you've said before, that some movies they don't know what they're trying to be. Right. And this one, it's a superhero movie where there's action and there's blowing stuff up and there's fighting scenes and there's whatever. And then they throw like humor into it. But then there's massive long dialogues of guys in a room together broing out over their feelings. Let's use some shit. examples of like what are Oh they? my god. They have that one scene, I can't remember exactly when it shows up in the movie, where there are two ends and it's all smoky in this like big open space, open warehouse kind of I can't remember. I can see the picture of it in my head. Right. And one of them's at this end talking, and this one, you've hurt me, you've cut me deep. It's like that kind of shit. Because you don't agree with me, and now you're fighting me. Well, these are my principles, and I, ha- I don't know. It's just, I don't want to watch that. That's not an interesting movie to me. I don't okay. want to see people have a dialogue about their... I especially don't want to see superheroes dressed up as superheroes having an internal dialogue struggle out loud with each other. <laughs> Like, it's just, I guess that's a comic book thing, right? That happens. They have lots of those moments. I guess it makes sense. But for me, I just want to see stuff blow up. That's as far as I can take those movies. (laughs) I don't want to have a whole heart-to-heart thing, especially since I've never seen a female character get a moment like that. It was a bro-fest. It was a big, snuggly bro-fest the whole movie long. Because because what you're saying, like the way you talk about this movie is with reverence. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's so, it's a very male movie. It's the boys that it's, brought you the Winter Soldier. They bring you this film. They're going to bring you the next two Avengers films in the Russo Brothers I Trust. Right. Yeah. I get it. I can respect it from the outside. But I, like I get it from that, you know, as far as I can get it. Because I also like a film where the bad guy wins. Zemo wins in the end because he gets exactly what he wanted. The yeah, Avengers subversion is cool. I, yeah. I very much like I like the subversive approach. Yeah. I'm partial to subversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to me, while people said, oh, it was a lame villain, I think he's one of the best villains they've ever had in the cinematic universe because he defeats the Avengers without ever actually having to fight them man yep. to man. Yep. He lets them fight each he's other. He's a successful villain. Yeah. He's very successful. But now let's let's bring up something that I know that you were very upset with in the film, and that okay. is uh, Spider Man gets brought into the film. Oh, I fucking forgot. <laughs> I'm so mad now. So what? Oh, happens and there? also I want to talk about um, the Panther guy. Oh, Bl- uh, Black Panther. Who should have been called Captain Africa? Why the hell isn't he Captain Africa? Because I want Captain Africa. If there's a Captain America, I want a Captain Africa. There isn't a Captain North America. You're right. Captain, where's he from? Nigeria? He's from Wakanda. The, the nation of Oh, they of make Wakanda. it up. That's why. Yeah. Oh. I just wanted Captain Africa to go after Captain America. <laughs> I thought that would be really funny. Well, they became buddies at the end. <sighs> All right. We can leave his little ears out of it, too. You actually referred to him as Catman when you saw He is Catman. <laughs> That's exactly how I, that's why I had to ask what his name was. I'm like, it's Catman, right? No, that's not his name. Why do they put the ears on? The ears serve no purpose. The ears look great. There's no point. It's a tribal mask. It's like with the bats. With, with a Batman um, mask, there's a tiny little ears on the top. No bat has ears that small. Because the whole point of a bat, 
a bat's ears is the is the radar perception you're getting like everything bouncing back off the ears like you, they're big on purpose there's a reason for them being big there's no point to a fucking bat having tiny little pokey ears sticking out the top of its stupid little head but cats have tiny little pony ears so a guy with a cat mask a panther but mask, what are they there for they're it's they don't a tribe it's a tribal mask it's representative of it's the, tribal and then it's covered in titanium or whatever the hell vibranium it's oh, from sorry. wakanda <laughs> <laughs> that's what the wakandans are known for okay it's what captain america's shield is made out of and so when he gives up a shield at the end he's just gonna get black panther to make him wait a new wait, wait. One. gives up he does he gives up because he goes you don't deserve he Cap- drops it in a little fit no he goes fine you want because he says you don't deserve to carry that shield my Which father made that shield so he goes fine here you go that's what that he is. doesn't go fine here you go don't give him some polite little edge to it he has his back to him he drops it on the ground and walks out of frame or he's already out of frame and you just see the shield fall yeah and that's There's like no, a, here you go here you go dude no that's here, what that is here i'll place it down on the floor for you because we had a bro moment earlier that is not how it happened. He had a hissy fit because he didn't get his way. And he knew he was in the wrong and he dropped the shield knowing this. He didn't know he was in the wrong. He's oh, just please. Why did he give up the shield? He gave up the shield because Tony basically was saying. He was right. He wasn't right. I really don't like Iron Man either. I don't. Yeah. I love Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I really, really love him. And it annoys me that he's in that suit. Playing that character, because I really dislike the character of Tony Stark a lot. Right. I really don't like him. And I don't like Iron Man. I've never liked Iron Man. Okay. So those are... It's hard for me to watch this, because it's right. the two main characters. I really don't like either of them as characters. Mm. I liked Steve... What's his last name? Steve Rogers? Rogers. I liked him in the 50s. I thought he was great in the 50s. But you enjoyed The Winter Soldier, and that takes place in present day. I know. But I liked... I like the bits about it that weren't Captain America. Okay. Like I really liked the the story about the Winter Soldier, and I really liked um, the Black Widow stuff in that. He was just kind of there. I didn't. Okay. I could I could kind of set him aside. It was easier okay, to watch. Right. So I, I enjoyed the movie despite Captain America. I enjoyed the '50s movie because it was a it was a period piece. Like hmm. that, that worked for me. I right. thought he was perfect in that. So you're not a big fan of the big Marvel guys. So Captain America, Iron Man, nope. and Spider-Man. Oh yeah, Spider-Man, right. Okay, so Rich, I wanna, why I wanna the read, hell? Yeah, I want to read just a quick We have to bring a text. teenager in. Yeah, that's the thing. You're like, this is fucking dumb. The whole movie is being derailed by a job interview with a teenager. That's right. Okay, that was another bro moment. Because we have these quiet little introspective out loud movies. Um, conversations between guys and that was another one we're, we're just gonna take a break from the whole movie for some reason to introduce yet another fucker playing spider-man it doesn't matter if he was good at it i don't care how many fucking spider-mans have i seen in my life this is just the in right my Spider-Man. lifetime this is the one true spider-man oh this is the one because he's a one. teenager because he's a teenager and he's being handled by marvel studios and so you're happy about that? I am As happy opposed about to that. Brian Singer? Or no, no. It wasn't Brian Singer. It was Sam Raimi who was basically making camp shit. And then, um, I can't remember the second guy's name. Was that Tobey Maguire's Tobey Maguire, ones? Yeah. Okay, those are the first ones I they saw. Were they, they were the yeah, first ones, right? They were, yeah, they were terrible. With uh, what's your face? Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. She ain't my Mary Jane. No. That would be my sign. Not my Mary Jane. Yeah. Hashtag not my Mary Jane. <laughs> yes, that's definitely yours. <laughs> Wow. 
But yeah, and then the second films, Andrew Garfield was the right choice for the time, but he had a terrible movie structures and movies around him. Now we've got the right guy. I think that I think Holland is a great kid who's going to do great with the character, and he's now being handled by Marvel Studios who know who that character is. So you're just hopeful is what's going on I'm not here. only hopeful, I am guaranteeing Optimistic. right oh. now, this summer, oh Spider-Man my. Homecoming gonna oh. knock it out of the park. I won't even watch it. Fucking Spider-Man. 20, 2018, we'll be covering Spider-Man Homecoming on Don't Make Me Watch That. <laughs> Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. They're, they were my big three that I didn't like. Yeah. And now I've got to add Iron Man and Captain America that's to crazy. that. That's crazy. Oh, my God. That's I just, crazy. I clearly have issues with that type of character. I just don't. But you just mentioned a bunch trope. of characters that are all totally different. Okay. Well, well, I don't know what it is then. I don't like any of them. Okay. But the three I really don't like, Batman, Sp- Superman, Spider-Man, I think that's because of how many movie franchises. I think directly because that is because, because of how many movie franchises there were. Because they're overexposure. You've seen so much of them and it's like, we'd, God, We'd we have it. the origin story and then yeah. we'd have a follow-up movie and then someone else would get their hands on it and we'd have another origin story and maybe a follow-up movie and then someone else would get... Uh, I'm. How many times can we see the fucking origin stories right, of these right. characters? They're not that interesting, okay? They are interesting, but not that interesting. Yeah. Do we really need 16 movies about one character told by five different actors? Like, I mean, don't, I don't, I, I get very bored. It's the same story right. told over and over and over again. That bores me in Disney films. It bores me anytime. I don't want to see the same, I want to see the same movie over and over again because I like to rewatch movies. But you don't want to see a bunch of different the, people doing that movie. You want yeah. to, if you like a movie, you want to watch that same movie over and over yeah. again. I get it. But then, okay. But Cat, but Civil War is different from other. It is. Films. I'm not arguing that. It is extremely that. different. It is, but it's a big brofest movie. Okay. Uh, one other point that I I want to they have a ask little, you about. Let's snuggle it out, boys. Snuggle it out. <laughs> snuggle it out here at the brofest. Yeah, that's Come what on that down movie to the is. Fest. We'll snuggle it that out. That movie, and I don't just mean for the people in the movie. I mean for all of the people watching that movie. That is one big snuggle brofest movie. Like it it. It binds together men of all kinds. Well, I want to say right now to the makers of Captain America Civil War, the Russo brothers, and of course the screenwriters Marcus and McFeely. Because they're listening. When it comes to the bro, yes, they are. They love us. Okay. When it comes to the bro fest, I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> I hope that word has weird other connotations that you're not aware of at the moment. No, I'm your Huckleberry. That's <laughs> okay. You look- it's from. Um- Tombstone. Oh, Doc I thought Holliday you were referencing Huckleberry Finn. No, no, no. I'm I'm referencing Doc Holliday in Tombstone. I'm your Huckleberry. Gotcha. There you go. Right man for the job. That's what that means. I'm sure that they will appreciate that reference. They Much will. more than I yes. did because I didn't know it. Yeah, well, you're eventually going to get schooled in this the art of uh, films and whatnot. <laughs> the art of films. The art of films. I refuse As to become say, a film For those snob. of you who don't know... Sitting right now in uh, Andrew Young headquarters, aka the Temple of Seduction, aka the Strike Zone. Stop uh, calling it those things. <laughs> but the Strike Zone is to make fun of the second one. Get it? Temple of Seduction. Dude, it's the not strike zone. that I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's not the Temple I of Seduction. I get it. All right, but, anyway. but right now, in order to uh, increase the rage levels of my co host, I have a copy of the Royal Tenenbaum sitting out. <laughs> Fuck. Just for her to see in her so eye. So Owen Wilson can lounge and look at me. <laughs> 
I like so many people in that movie, and I... That is a film snob movie. Okay. If you're a film snob, you love the Royal Tenenbaums. I don't know if I love the Royal Tenenbaums. I didn't say that everybody who loves it is a film snob, but if you are a film snob, you love the Royal Tenenbaums. It's one of those markers. You have to like check it off on your little list. You, have to, you can't be a card-carrying film snob Until you and present not your love. copy of the Royal yeah, Tenenbaums? you have to love it. I'm going go, go to go to the I'm going to go to the film snob office this week and see if they'll just give me. You I should just have to show that. Yeah, there yeah, we go. That's that all you need. Good. That sounds good. But I want to I want to touch on one more thing though okay. with you. I want to ask you about this. What? And that is the love interest storyline in the film with Sharon Carter. I know that that really pissed you off. Is that the niece? Yes. The the character for whom there is no point. She's just. She's, she's like Maggie CIA. Gyllenhaal. She's the Maggie Gyllenhaal character from White House Down. She just is there. She's a smart girl. I assume she's smart. I saw no evidence of it whatsoever, personally. <laughs> she's just a skinny blonde in the scene. Someone for him to kiss. Right. That's it. Right. And, you, and replace his old girlfriend well, with. Well, that's the thing. Creepy. You, okay. All right. But here's the thing. I remember we were talking about it, and you said that it was, it was trading up for the younger model. Yeah. Absolutely, that's exactly but what it is. The older model is dead, and he was okay. Because you got to read into it. Come on, you're you're not that thick. You've got to be able to see exactly what that represents. That's not subtle, even slightly right, subtle. Well, you have to take it up with Stan Lee because he's the guy that no, did I it don't. back in the day. <laughs> he's the one who wrote wrote it in the comics. Yes. Well, see, it's not surprising. <laughs> It's not surprising. It's not, it's not even remotely shocking whatsoever. Okay, but it's not like he went, oh, okay, you are automatically, oh, you're her niece, so I gotta, I'm into right. you. Right. That didn't happen. But he still gets to do it while maintaining his old world charm, okay? He gets both the pie and the cake. He gets to eat it all at the same time without betraying any of his fucking precious 50s principles. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And? Exactly. I don't see a problem here. I know. <laughs> it's not necessarily a problem or not a problem. It's just I'm pointing it out as a thing that is annoying. I'm, ju- and, I'm just and, seeing. Sorry, Stan Lee, spend, but that is lazy writing. You spend years in the ice. You come out. The girl that you, know, you were with is now, you know, she's had a life. She's had kids. She's had, you know, all that sort of thing. And, you know, she's way older than you now. Mm. And she's, you know, on her deathbed. You meet some girl who's living across the hall from you, and she's cute, and you'd like to, you know... And there's something familiar about her bone structure. What could (laughs) it be? I don't know why I really love you already, but I really love you already. Why would that be? It's almost honorable, really, if you think about it. Keeping it all in the family. Really, I mean... You could you could probably say that about Steve. He's actually respecting his old girlfriend. It's a compliment to his old girlfriend that he's fucking her niece. That's a compliment. Yeah. See, I still find you attractive while I fuck this little blonde over here. But he didn't he she's dead already. He waited till she was dead. Very nice of him. <laughs> there's honestly nothing there's nothing technically wrong with it. He's not crossing any actual lines. What yeah. I'm saying is they wrote him in such a way that he gets to be this guy and this guy. He gets to be both the guys and not betray either of the of his whatever audiences who would love and respect him for one and can love and respect him for this fucking the little blonde. Like he can he can be loved and respected by both and because of the way they wrote his character 
those two groups don't have to be mutually exclusive. See, you call that lazy writing. I call that awesome. Brilliant writing. writing? That's brilliant. That's you keep the two audiences. That's like that is pretty fucking Amen. Good on you, Steve Rogers. God damn it. Keep on rocking in the free world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> Fuck. Steve. It's appropriate that his name is Steve, too. Okay. No, it is because <laughs> I'll explain that. See, now we're getting This get is a, a musical story. thing. Yeah. This is a musical thing that has nothing to do with movies. Um, but I made I made the mistake of calling a friend of mine whose name is Scott. Steve in an email when I was messaging them I was emailing them all about a show that we were pulling together for a convention and there were 10 of us so it took a while and I called him Steve in the email and then a couple of them including Scott who is not Steve jumped right on that joke and wore it didn't wear it into the ground because it's still funny mm-hmm. but now my band is always the Steves where this it's Leslie and the Steves because they all just took that on board I'm a Steve I'm a Steve he brought name tags <laughs> Well, there you go. I'm pretty sure that Steve Rogers plays a mean accordion or something like that. He could join <laughs> he the He is Steves. not allowed. He's not on the band? Well, there are no actual Steves in the band. I think that has to be a thing. Okay, fine. I think there are maybe 12 members now. I have my own little, um, what do I want to call it? Justice League? <laughs> it's a Justice Keep League. Keep it appropriate. Your own Avengers. Keep it appropriate. I don't want to... I don't want Avengers. Avengers I don't avenge. Awesome. I'm not interested in avenging. That means you're going out and seeking rep- retribution on behalf of another person. I'm not interested in that. Let it be said now that if something ever happens to me, Leslie will not stick up for me. Yeah, I will not <laughs> avenge you. I'm sorry. Um, by Grapthar's hammer, <laughs> you will not be avenged. <laughs> that sucks. I had you list. I had you on the list for people who might avenge me. Now I got to take you off that well, list. Well. As long as it can be subversive. I'm not going to like overtly avenge. So your super team is called the Subversive Avengers. Oh, (laughs) I don't want to be associated with them. I have the Redhead League. What the fuck am I talking about? I don't need anybody else. I've got the Redhead League. We're good. There we go. All right. Cool. We can, we're good at subversive. Right. right. Our palace of seduction does not have a strike zone. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. Again, very distracted today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Superpowers, they're great. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have them. Yeah, ladies and gents. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah, I got. This is unfortunate. This is is unfortunate. I'm doing. Oh, this this is taking a turn. I was doing great. You were this episode. (laughs) I was kicking some ass. I was knocking down arguments left and right. I could not be stopped. I even threw down the shield and said, you can take it home. I don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then you, distraction city. <laughs> so unfucking Victory! Yeah. <laughs> I'm declaring well, it right now. Well, I gotta, I gotta go take a cold shower, so uh-huh. we gotta finish off this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Leslie, um, yeah. when you're not getting angry about extremely awesome superhero films. Yeah, ludicrously angry. Yes. Uh, disproportionately angry. Yeah. Yeah. When you're not doing that, where can people find you and your awesome music work? Um, LeslieHudson.com or LeslieHudson.BandCamp.com. That's where the albums live. Including the Redhead League, which you referenced. Including that one. And that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. We should plug that album while we're... <laughs> I already did it. Just Subversively. So you know. Just so you know, <laughs> Leslie is learning how to plug things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so great at it. Yeah, the Redhead League was, was uh, it's nine songs. 
It's 11 songs. Oh, sorry, it's 11 songs. But it's there are nine members of yeah. the Redhead League, and they're all... See, I don't say superheroes because that's... They're all comic book characters. They're comic book characters. Yeah, because yeah, well, Red-headed are, female. Yeah, because like awesome. Mary Jane Watson is not a superhero. She's a comic book character. Yes. One of my favorites, of course, is uh, Unmasked uh, about Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. It's got, I got a very soft spot in my heart for that one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so yeah, so people can check it out there, LeslieHudson.com. I myself, you can find pretty much everything I do, including this podcast you're listening to at GeekArtShow.com. I am GeekArtShow.com. <laughs> the show and I are one. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah. and Oh, we it, should say Mr. Green. That's right. Who's this James character right. you speak of? Why is she apologizing to him? Yeah. But, Sorry, again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Uh, if you like our show, which if you did, God bless you, because I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you would or not. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and you know, rate us, leave a comment, tell everyone you know about it, even people that don't watch movies, even people that have never watched a movie in their life, and just say two people fight over the stupidest things ever. That will get people to listen. I'm gonna get so much hate mail now. Well, Who's that chick who won't shut up about great movies and how, yeah. It's a great identity to have. Oh, good. I can't wait. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so that's been another one. I've been Andrew Young. I'm Leslie Hudson. She's so close to crack. <laughs> you don't know shit. Ah!